Top Team coming live from the top rope. This is the Road to Mania podcast. I apologize for last week, but this is episode five. Renounced. Yeah, it's your boy Norio Omega in the game since Sega, and we back for the fifth week. Uh, sorry about last week. Some technical difficulties occurred, but we are back to talk that WWE talk. Let's get it. Man, listen. This week's show was nothing really that great. The Kofi Mania, uh, Mania match, right? we just seen the Gauntlet match. It was cool. It's cool. Raw was trash, though. Yeah. Garbage. Fact. So I think we need to just change it up. Instead of reviewing every little single detail, we just go off the key points this week. Um, But, I mean, before we do that, let's get into around the, around the news, around the horn. What you got? So we have... Uh, it was announced that Kurt Angle was going to be announcing his... Uh, his WrestleMania opponent on Monday Night Raw. There was a lot of speculation. People were thinking it could be John Cena. There was some rumors about Shelton Benjamin. Uh, there were some rumors about Chad Gable, I believe. And, uh, you know, when Monday Night Raw came around, we ended up finding out who the actual opponent was going to be for Kurt Angle's retirement match. And uh, the city of Chicago didn't sound too happy about that. I don't know if we're jumping right into the results, but um, Baron Corbin right now is scheduled to face Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a topic on the day, so we can get to another one real quick. That'll probably be our first topic. Uh, that was just the first the first drone that I had seen. Sincar uh, signed a new deal with the WWE. Man is barely on TV. Had that little feud with Andrade. Months ago, um, glad to see you know he's staying home, home base, ain't going to AEW. What else we got? Oh, Andrade. There's possible talk of Andrade turning face. That's different. Yeah, that that'll make for some good TV. So I I would be curious to see how that would go. Like if Andrade's face is he cutting the promos? Is he still hooked up with Zelina Vega? Because Zelina Vega is like pure full fledged heel. Yeah. So I, I couldn't imagine what that pairing would be like with him as a face. And I'm wondering almost is that that Sin Cara signing, does that have anything to do like in the play-by-play with that? Because they consider him kind of like Lucha, right? Uh, yeah. Andrade. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see him hook up with a couple of the other Luchas. Oh, man. Seeing him as a fourth member of the Lucha house party. That'd be sick. Well, what's the name? Grand Metalik's leaving because he was talking crazy. Really? Yeah, a little while, I think it was a good, like, month or two ago where they, uh, he was going on Twitter. He didn't say nothing crazy. He was just like, where should I, where should I go after my WWE deal's over? Mm. I think I'm returning back to, like, the AAA Luchador League. In Mexico? Yeah. He's actually my favorite member of the Lucha House Party. Like, he's, like, the quiet. Nah, Kalisto my favorite. Kalisto put in work, but Grand Metal League, like, he's, like, quietly... That dude, like, he does some extravagant shit when he's in the ring. Um, Happy belated to Austin, 316. God bless you, brother. And I think that's really... AJ Styles signed a new WWE contract. Thank God he's not going with them AEW squares. He's staying home in SmackDown Live. That is too sweet. Too motherfucking sweet. AJ Styles, the top guy. I'm looking, I'm looking to see where he goes, like... I want to see him on Raw, but um, as long as he's sticking with the WWE, I'm not. I'm not too mad at that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think hopefully this means that there will be some sort of chip on him soon because AJ Styles without the chip, man, it's just it's just drawn out. It don't look right. Um, I'm excited for the Mania match for Randy Orton, but at least throw the either United States chip back on him, or even Intercontinental. Yeah, I don't think he's had an Intercontinental run nah. yet. That'll be good. I'd like to see a little quick side note. I would like to, since he's a star, every star usually has one tag team run. Yeah. Who would you like to match up with Styles on a tag team? You must have read my mind because I swear I was just thinking about that. With him as a tag team, I feel like him with a big dude, like, because AJ Styles, he's more on the smaller side, Mm -hmm. you know, real agile. Somebody like, dare I say it, like a Braun Strowman. It can give AJ Styles and Braun Strowman both something to do. It can bring some relevancy back to Braun Strowman. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Yeah, that's kind of like Daniel Bryan Kane vibes. Like, yeah. Who you got? With AJ, I see, I wouldn't like him to go with a big guy. I kind of like keeping that same style, somebody like him. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing like a... I want to say Daniel Bryan, but I don't. Somebody like a Daniel Bryan, though, that's maybe not as popping. Um, shit. You know what would be good? A for- Shane Mc- I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> if, it, if it was AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh, they put on some fire matches. I kind of like that. Even if it's like how it is now with Miz and Shane McMahon, their little beef and drama. I would take that, though. Yeah. And... I- Either a tag team or I just want to see AJ Styles one-on-one with this man. But as a partner, him and Ricochet. It'd be flips galore. They would put on some hella entertaining matches. Anything with AJ and Ricochet, I'm about. Because Ricochet, he, he impressed the shit out of me. Like that's I think that's my, uh, my top up-and-coming guy right now. I'd be real, really interested in kind of seeing also on the flip side of that... Um, Alistair Black and Randy Orton. As a squad. Not as a squad, just like as a... As a match. Yeah, like Ricochet and AJ Styles on the same card. I would like to see Alistair Black and and Randy Orton. That's fire. Can we get like a main roster NXT takeover blended pay-per-view? Like if we don't do a full-fledged NXT invasion, let's do like a blended pay-per-view. That would be something I'd be invested in for sure. Funny thing, uh, talking about Strowman, though, you said bringing them back to relevance. That's one of the topics, but it's a lighter topic, so I think we can start with it. What's happened to them? I think that they have played the big man role so heavy with him lately that it's just getting ridiculous. Like, his character is getting more and more irrelevant the more cars you bring into the situation. He ripping off doors. Slamming windows. And you can tell that car was pre-broken. So right. easy. Right. Nobody just rips the fender off the car. Exactly. Nobody. It's like made out of fucking cardboard or like literal plastic. And have you been on WWE.com? They got the little toy car. The toy. That toy looked exactly like the one yeah. from Raw. That's wild. I was like, what is this? And like, the fact that that's even a toy that they're promoting on WWE.com, like... Braun Strowman is just getting pushed into relevancy because of that. And then I thought it was funny um, on Raw when he was like, I'm crushing, what's the dude's name, Conan? 
Connor from Saturday Night Live. Whatever the hell his name is. Connor and Shay, and I'm going in the Andre the Giant Royal Rumble. Like, like nobody cares. Battle Royal, whatever the <laughs> hell. Like, dog, like, people wanted you instead of Roman to be in that match with uh, Brock Lesnar last year. Yeah. Then you had the moment with Nicholas. Oh, that's cute. That's cool. You went on, like, you were the main event in, like, the next four pay-per-views. And then now you're going to be on the Battle Royal. Pre-show. He's on the pre-show. If not pre-show, the first match tonight against the likes of Kurt Hawkins and Dolph Ziggler, maybe. I take Dolph Ziggler over my fucking Braun Strowman. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. At least Dolph Ziggler is entertaining on TV. And then they low-key, they tried to bring that whole Alexa Bliss, um, Braun Strowman act together again. Team Little Big. Yeah, and like it just, it wasn't cutting it. I think us and a lot of WWE world, and I think we over with Braun Strowman. I think it'd be a very easy thing to do to win him back. But the fact is, unless unless Braun, uh, Brock drops that title, he needs like he needs to be in a, a feud with Brock. Period. A real feud. Yeah. To where there's not an agenda. Even if there is an agenda with Brock, it doesn't have to be with that title. I won't be mad at seeing him feuding with Bobby Lashley. Like, if you're going to keep the title on Bobby Lashley for, you know, through past mania, give Braun Strowman an Intercontinental Championship match. Possibly give him the belt. Like, don't put him in that. He, he won't be a top-tier talent. I don't even see him moving to SmackDown and becoming a top talent as being a possibility. You got to... I don't know what to do with that, man. Braun Strowman is just... Ah, uh, he's, he's out of here. He match it up with good vocals. We back. We back. All right. Sorry about that. If you listen to the podcast version, you know. What you say, Tom? We not talking about that. Um, Nothing happened on Raw last night. That's the whole point of this podcast right now. Um, Let's start with this Kurt Angle situation, bro. You... you tiptoed around it um, about Corbin being the opponent. Oh, man. Everybody's pissed about it. The reasoning, at the if this would have been then, when he lost his job, maybe people wouldn't be so mad. Yeah. But it's like, what, six, seven, eight months removed since that situation? Facts. So now people are like, especially people are pissed because I guess they assumed it's going to be John Cena. Right. So now it's like, me personally, I could care two shits about this match because every time I watch a Kurt Angle match, it's hard to watch. It's dumb is, hard to watch. He is washed up, and I love Kurt Angle. He's he's always been one of my favorites, but it's it's time for him to hang it up. So I don't think it matters who you put him in the ring with. The match is gonna be trash. Either way, it's gonna be a bad match. Yeah, it's just I'm just not with it. Um. I, I thought for a minute that Shelton Benjamin was going to be the person just because of that Twitter interaction they had. But then I guess I realized when Chad Gable was his uh, opponent on Raw, I guess they're going to do that next week. Like, and maybe somebody else before they send him home. Yeah. So he's probably going to go against Kurt. Uh, Kurt Angle's probably going to go against Shelton Benjamin next. Wouldn't be surprised to see a Brock sighting, uh, maybe. But I think John Cena, there'll be a slight little swerve. Like, 
I wouldn't be surprised how they did the ordeal with Cena Undertaker last year. How it started off as Cena versus Elias, then Undertaker came. Yeah, it's a little for a little uh, quick five minute match or whatever, yeah. just something to break up the monotony. The thing about it is, like after Chad Gable came out and they had that match, I was anticipating way more than what we got. So that match was like proof that Kurt Angle just can't do it anymore. You got a great a great uh, competitor like Chad Gable, and the match is still slow. There's bad spots. So it doesn't matter if it's John Cena, Shelton Benjamin. Kurt Angle just can't do it right now. So at the like that match better not exceed 10 minutes. Yeah, he, he can't go longer than that. He'll, he, he gets sluggish. You saw how tired he was on Raw. He is so red, you can just tell, and he's so stiff. Like... I enjoy Kurt Angle just as much as I enjoy Matt Hardy. But, like, watching them two so stiff and broken up from this business. Breathing heavy. It is just, it is hard to watch. It's like watching your pops out there. Like, yeah, just like. Like, you don't want to boo him because you know that he's old and he's doing his best. Yeah. But you don't want to see it either. Yeah, for real. Like, it's just in the same breath as, like, I. You wouldn't want an Undertaker match right now after what you've seen at Saudi Arabia with, like, Kane and Shawn Michaels. Triple H is the only one that can really still go. Undertaker might have a good 10, 15 minutes in him, but I don't even think Angle has that, mm-hmm. sadly. I wouldn't mind seeing an Undertaker-Kurt Angle match, but Undertaker, there have been um, reports that Undertaker was like, nah, I'm good. It would be, It would be really hard to watch. Extremely hard to watch. I just... Angle, I hope for his sake it's almost like a squash match because he needs that respect. Like, So what do you think? Do you think that they pull a swerve or they're actually going through with Corbin? No, I think Corbin, they're definitely going through with Corbin. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be the end-all, be-all. I think it might be a squash or something may happen. Like somebody might come and jump Corbin or something. For all we know, it'll probably be Braun Strowman again. Mm. Out of nowhere, part of a recyclable six. If they throw that match on, if Corbin does end up seeing WrestleMania, give it to me first. Get that match out the way. Let Kurt Angle chill for the rest of the night, sit in the stands, rest up. Nah, they were talking about um, is considered one of the... Marquee the, matches? Yeah, so it'd be like in the last five five matches. Because it's going to be a 16-match card. So everybody watching WrestleMania this year, be prepared for another eight, nine-hour show. Get a 24-pack of beers. A six-pack probably won't do it this this time around. Uh, get you a nice a pizza guy twice. Yeah, make sure you got plenty of pies because uh, this is going to be a long event, WrestleMania. It's about to be McNasty, like... And my biggest beef, too, it's not that I'm disappointed that uh, Corbin's in that zone. I actually like Corbin now. don't like him as a character, but I like I like his work. His matches aren't shitty. Like, nah, he could wrestle. He can definitely wrestle. He's, he's definitely athletic enough. But the thing is, now that puts my, my other favorite wrestler in a bad position, Roman Reigns. Let's talk about it. For those who didn't watch us over the Twitter stream that or not Twitter the Instagram feed last week, what happened was we had this debate. Now we know that Roman is going forward against McIntyre probably. 
um, to save his it was to save his character debate sort of because you know if he wins this match against McIntyre at Mania, there's a good chance that the Boo Roman chance are coming because McIntyre is over as could be with the fans. He's one of the top heels right now. And for sure. Since he's came in, he's been one of the top heels. And my my side of this debate was Baron Corbin needs to be Roman's um opponent in this match because it saves him from the booze. Nobody wants Baron Corbin to win. It's cheap. It's a cheap pop. And you want to continue that, especially with a bunch of um WrestleMania fans who don't really pay attention to WrestleMania throughout the year, only in the marquee pay-per-views. Um, I think it will hurt Roman because Roman isn't all the way there yet, as you could tell. And I think they're they're saving his character. That's why they went and did what they did with McIntyre the other night when he took him out right away. Was he even on Raw last night? Last night he was not on Raw. And I think it goes to show his body isn't all the way there. Um, he says it is, but if you're watching the Chronicle, he told he told you that with um the leukemia situation now, um it's a lot of arthritis like in his knees and his legs. He says he can fight through it. He has it's nothing but you can tell that he's just adjusting his body. Even in that one match the other night. Or at the last pay per view at Fastlane, you could tell he was holding Mac and, or Bobby Lashley on his arms, could barely pick him up. Even with the help of uh, Seth and Dean, he had to square himself up. I just think it's not the look um, for him to go up against McIntyre, who's a, f- a seven foot freaking nature, doing dives out the ring. Agile as can be, fast, powerful. Like, uh, Roman keeping up with McIntyre is going to be something to watch. Yeah, and I just don't think at this moment, maybe get, not saying I don't want to see it, I would like to see it, but give Roman a nice easy flow of maybe being back in the ring for three, four months and then let that be a long um, back and forth between them, two, three pay-per-views, the lead up to a major maybe, um, and leave it with no title. I know WWE and their whole agenda is to get Roman's title back on them, whether it be an Intercontinental title or the Universal title. But there's so many ways you can screw this up, and you don't want to screw that up with uh, with Roman because you've, you've already dug him in a pretty deep hole where it took cancer to bring him out, sadly, for the fans to appreciate him. And I just don't want to see it again if they have him beat McIntyre. And I can't see uh, WrestleMania where Roman loses after coming out about leukemia and everything. I just don't see that as a possibility. But you know how WrestleMania, they love to put the heels over. So this this is really? a this is a yeah, a lot of times heels go over at WrestleMania. You know, and uh, I feel like this would be a prime time for a heel to go over. You know, Roman's not really gonna lose anything. If anything, he'll gain more momentum from losing against Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre will take a hit by losing to Roman Reigns because it's just another one of those stories. You know, just a, another Roman Reigns victim getting fed to the agenda. And you want to get this guy, Drew McIntyre, into one of those top spots. So this is a perfect chance for WWE to make the right call and have Roman Reigns put Drew McIntyre over. And, you know, with Roman Reigns, I feel like it's one of those situations where less is more. 
Because with him not being on Raw yesterday, it's like we kind of miss him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, where's Roman? We, we want to see Roman. So if they show him next week or the go-home show before Mania, the fans are going to go crazy because we haven't seen him in a week or two. Yeah, I just, man, listen, I don't trust the, the fan base when it comes to Roman. There's a strong agenda that can very easily be flipped. Um, just like that. Yeah, and it's just like if the only, I mean, if that match does happen, I prefer Roman to lose. But at the same time, if that match happens and he wins, he's going to catch the heat for it. So it's a double loss if he lose, like if he wins. But what's the stronger loss? I feel like the long term is if the fans turn. You know what I mean? Because it's, it'll if be the harder. Fans turn on who? On Roman. So if Roman wins and then he takes the L from the fan flip, how do you rebuild that? You can't give him cancer again. You rebuild it by allowing Baron Corbin to be the one in that match. Yeah. And it's too soon. Like, I get it. Vince got a hard on for Roman. But, like, you you have to take this slowly. And you booked them so strong. They were the main event, for God's sakes. Which I understand is the last time we'll see the Shield. And I'm of the belief that Dean is actually off TV now. They met that he on Raw yesterday? No. Nah. I don't even think they really mentioned Dean like that. Exactly. And they were just talking about, like, they're not talking about a Mania match for him no more. I don't see how, unless he's going to be in the uh, the battle royal, maybe. But I think Dean's done. Mm. I mean, if he is, how y'all feel about that? Like, Dean Ambrose out of WWE. So, I mean, listen, I hope it's not that, but. Corey Graves cried. When they had that last match, like, because Corey Graves is good friends with them. Like, at Fastlane, he stood up after the match was done, clapped, and he was crying. I mean, listen, man. If we being honest, like, the Shield is... There's no other way to put it than the Shield is the greatest faction. The WWE's... For maybe... Yeah, I mean, bro, the more I think about it, just like off of their solo ventures, no other group has had a group of people that are all Grand Slam champions. Every member's a Grand Slam champion. And then as a group, they put on some great matches. Yeah. Like, they've had some memorable matches. Like, they've taken out almost, as a team, almost everybody. Yeah, they and they're all top guys. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. They're all top guys. It's not a... It's not a group that was formed with top guys from the beginning. It's not an evolution. It's not a four horsemen. It's not a DX, who I would argue being the best faction of all time. Triple as, H. As, yeah, like, as putting on, like, Shawn Michaels. like is controlling shows and promo-wise, yeah, they are. They perfectly fit because they have jobbers, headliners, somebody that runs the biz. Like, they a have... Dominant female. Exactly. Like... For for what I'm saying though, the most dominant faction for them, they never changed. It's not an extra member. Like DX had members in and out, in and out. They had different eras. Exactly. So that being said, just for somebody to stay the same, and if they're not number one, bro, they're not number like they're number two. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean the shield guaranteed, like hands down, they they had the they breeded the most successful stars. Like 
I can't even say that. And then they, you, the mean, way they work Triple with H each and other, Shawn Michaels, bro. And we talking Hulk Hogan. NWO was like 60 people deep. But I feel what you're saying, and 100%. Bro, even like, maybe Triple H and Shawn Michaels had bangers together. But like, for the same thing with them, with the shit, when they go up against each other, they were banger matches. Like, they were fire matches. I'm so mad that they wasted the the Shield triple threat match for Battleground. But that was a fire-ass match. And Roman and Dean were still cool, right? That's the one where Seth was healed. Yeah, Seth was healed, and Roman and Dean were still cool, but they still went at it for the belt. Yeah. And that was a a good... That was WrestleMania-worthy. Yeah. For sure. We definitely got screwed out of that. Um... Maybe like the Dean Hill turn didn't go as planned, but the Shield. I mean, sorry that we sidetracked and got on this, but the fact is, at the end of the day, the Shield is the most dominant. Period. Like statistically, them as solo individuals. You know how hard it is to be a Grand Slam champion. I mean, it's easier now than it was then because they have fifty something belts. The only true Slam. Uh, Grand Slam champion is Jeff Hardy. Oh, don't well, forget have, Y2J. The Y2J have every... Now, I'm talking about because Jeff Hardy has like fucking 10 belts. I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and do the research. That, but. that whole era right there when there was a light heavyweight, cruiserweight, hardcore, European title. There was like... Jeff Hardy had pretty, pretty sure all them titles. Yeah, Jeff Hardy is one. But I feel like the only other person... I don't know. I had to go back and do research because I don't know if Chris Jericho had the Cruiserweight Championship back in the day. He definitely had it for WCW. But even then, that's a very... For somebody to be part of a faction... That's top tier. Yeah. You in a small league. So, once again, I just... I feel as though with the... I understand why the Shield headline that pay-per-view because what they mean to this business. But... Like I said, Roman looked very sloppy in that match. It was a great match, and he looked sloppy. And you can tell you understood why he was sloppy, and you were excited for him. You were excited for the Shield. But this match, this Drew McIntyre match, if it is the match that's going to be at Mania, it's going to be a long match. It's not just going to be a squash. Because even if he loses, it's not going to be a squash. They're not going to squash Roman at Mania. Now, I, I, I say they go a strong... 10, 12 minutes. Strong 10, 12 minutes. I feel like Roman matches are usually on the shorter side, but they're always, like, jam-packed. But this time, like, you have to realize when Drew McIntyre is in there, and the wrestler he is, it's a slow match. And it's grimy. Like, he's trying to do extra things. He's trying to humiliate you. So, that match is just go on and on and on. He might drag it out. And the match is over and he's still going. So, like I said, in my honest opinion, I don't want the match at WrestleMania. Um, I can take it, but I, I, it wouldn't be the best performance out of both of them just because both of them aren't wouldn't be up to par. Only one would be. Um, and I think, actually, Drew McIntyre deserves more if they booked him. He should be in the title picture right now instead of Bobby Lashley. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things I said last week. I'd almost prefer that Bobby Lashley was put in this match because Bobby Lashley and Roman already had two bangers back-to-back off of, uh, I think it was SummerSlam, if I'm not wrong. When Bobby was face. 
Yeah, when Bobby was face. So they could have helped did it then and it would be a quick match. Like they they this could have been worked a lot better, but hey, we're working with WWE creative and there's an agenda being forced. Um, but I just I'm not I'm not really into it. Yeah, and with that being said, like Bobby Lashley, if he even gets a solo match, who is it against? Finn? The bring out let's let's talk about that. Cause we it's advertised that we're gonna get the demon. We all want the demon at WrestleMania, and that's what it's looking like is gonna happen. Against who? That's the question. Bobby and Leo. I'm gonna be pissed if you're telling me that we couldn't get the demon against Brock Lesnar, but he had to dig deep down to get it against Leo and Bobby Lashley. It doesn't make sense. That shit doesn't add up at all. He, I mean, he clearly. Bobby Lashley is less of a competition than Brock Lesnar. Let's just be flat out about that. The way that they're booked, it's I mean, it's it's a no brainer. And Finn Balor came this close to beating Brock Lesnar, and you're telling me the Demon is now necessary for a rematch to Bobby Lashley when he just lost his title a week ago? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and if it's not that. And they're really considering bringing the Undertaker back against a match against uh, Finn Balor with the gimmicks. A gimmick match needs a, a big buildup. Yeah. Especially with these two because they're so mystique and everything. And we're not getting that. You can't just force that out of nowhere. So that, that can't be. So we're probably getting this Bobby Lashley-Finn Balor match. And like I said, um, I put it on Twitter. Got a bunch of retweets. Finn Balor is a star. He is a top five talent. You can't book him like a jobber. I don't under I don't understand how Finn just doesn't go off on creative, because he my here's here's my theory. There's guys in here that are SmackDown talent and there's Raw talent. And if you if you watch both brands, you, you'll see what I mean. Um, SmackDown is a more wrestling show. And Raw is always more promos, more drama. And there's probably only one, if you're lucky, two good matches on the card at night. Finn is in that AJ Styles like area where he is just, he's a SmackDown guy. Like, Raw is where the Beast lives and... The big guys and like Vince says, more beef. They put on slow matches. Everybody's ah, they're fucking a nightmare. But on SmackDown, talent really shows. Um, and Finn's caught up in that mix where he can't catch a break. Like the Demon is one of the most revered gimmicks and characters in the WWE, and we can see him only against. Bobby Lashley. They book him. They book him so ridiculously. Like, they book him against people that can't keep up with him. And that's, it, it just makes for bad matches. Finn can easily be a top guy, take control of a show, take control of a match if you book him against people that make sense. And they just, they haven't done it. In forever, the, the only person that he's been booked against that was interesting was Brock Lesnar. That was it. Besides that, what memorable Finn matches have we gotten? I say that when he was in matches with people 
of his caliber. Seth with, Rollins. Seth Rollins. And shit, even for for character's sake, somebody as big as his character, Miz. Like when they were all in the mix with Intercontinental Strap in that one match yeah. with AJ Styles. Like yeah. when you put him with guys like that and then now you bring in an Aleister Black. Aleister Black, you know, with the whole his dark gimmick, that could be a that could be a gem possible way to happen. Absolutely. But once again, there there's a SmackDown guy. And this is this is my beef. Like if you're gonna follow the whole rhetoric of raw guys and SmackDown guys, if you're gonna live that truth, live that truth. Allow them guys to go to SmackDown because you don't like these big dudes. And even the big dudes on SmackDown are athletic. There's one big dude on Raw that can do everything, and that's um, Drew McIntyre. Other than that, they're all like old school '90s wrestlers. Like that's why they can't they can't do that because that's gonna fuck up the show. Raw would be even worse than it is now if they move all of the best wrestlers. But you can't have one small guy in the mix with all these big guys, and it's just like if they get hit once. Then like, it's almost a squash match, and then when the outcomes are they when they win, they're so fucking predictable. You run away, you catch them slipping one time, and oh, here's your moment. Like their squash matches is up to the end. They need to shake up the rosters. Bring AJ Styles to Raw, and then you've got your Finn Styles, Seth. You've got. I mean, I can't even think of any. They're all faces. At least they can put on good matches. I'd rather see face versus face. I know WWE doesn't do it, but I would rather see faces go against each other and put on a fucking awesome match than see the same crap we've been getting for the past eight months. But check this: all the big, like all the big guys, are mostly like all their heels are usually big, dominant, and the one that's not is Elias. What is so he? Them is he guys, face or heel? He switches back and forth, but the thing is, when you got a guy that's little like that, they let they they don't book him strong all the time. So he's the only one that most of them come out of a battle with. So it the listen, that whole recyclable six platform that they have going on there, it just kills for shows because you and Elias can barely even wrestle. So not only is he a weak like heel to go against? When he wins, you get pissed off because it doesn't make sense. They, when this superstar shakeup happens after Mania, half Fuck of the man. half of them need to to leave. We need they a draft. Be, we need a draft again. Yeah. Not even a shakeup. We it, need a it draft needs to be from the bottom up because there's no way that these same six people can stay on the same show. And us get any better quality TV. It can't happen. They got to switch that up. Facts. And it's just like the way, even tonight, for example, we'll get the Kofi Mania in a little bit, but you see how they book Aaron Rowan? He comes, he, he was a bludgeon brother, and the bludgeon brothers never lost. Yeah. Damn near never lost, and they couldn't be beat. And even Aaron Rowan, as a, a manager for Daniel Bryan, he's just. Brutally fucking kills everybody. He didn't even lose the night. He got disqualified. It's like, why Why are you pretending to book this schmuck strong? Yeah. Like, it's... Just because he's big. It's horrible, That's bro. the only reason why. Bro, but hope y'all get that point. 
Um, let's talk about tonight real quick. The um, Kofi Mania. He won the fucking match, y'all, and still got fucked. Surprise, surprise. Vinnie Mac at it again. I mean, I think it's no doubt we we will see Kofi at WrestleMania, but we got to at this point, right? There's no way that we can't see. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you can't see it, but it's just like, why? Why again? Why can't you give that man his moment? Is it because at WrestleMania he's fun? At this point, I can't even see him not winning the chip at Mania because yeah. of how bad he's he's gotten fucked out of the deal. Yeah, the way that Daniel Bryan just ended that show with all the momentum and the way that that looked, he's got to be dropping the title at WrestleMania. It has to happen. And then even at that, like Daniel Bryan, usually all the rumors used to be like him and Vince. Vince ain't believing them. They weren't really clicking. Mm-hmm. He's booked so strong now, and I just do not... Let me not say that, because he does take L's on SmackDown a lot. But when it comes to title matches, all of a sudden we get the the late, great Daniel Bryan again. And then when it comes to moments like this, maybe I just don't fuck with Daniel Bryan. He's boring. I like him with Kofi Kingston. I like his Kofi matches. Yeah, I'm not big on this Daniel Bryan, and it's just like... If this was a bigger talent that Vince was protecting um, in the story-wise, like say this was a rock or a stone cold or something, I understand why Kofi would get all like wouldn't get all the chances that he gets. But you're protecting Daniel Bryan. Like you're building this matchup to Daniel Bryan. I do not see Daniel Bryan as a as a superstar, like a megastar. So I understand what they're doing, but I just at the end of the day, Daniel Bryan to me, when you think of the greats in the WWE isn't even worth this whole build-up. And I get that, and I agree with that 100%. But you can say the same thing about Kofi. Kofi's not necessarily a superstar. And he may not ever reach that plateau, but right now he's got all the momentum in the world. And one thing I will say that Vince McMahon and WWE is doing is they are making people want Kofi so much that... They've got to be building this up to him getting the win. Because if you paid attention to SmackDown tonight, the whole roster was behind Kofi. They threw it out from the very beginning on the KO show. Kevin Owens, you know, he he mentioned Kofi Mania. He said, usually we call this KO Mania. This year is Kofi Mania. Then you got AJ Styles in the back with uh, Kayla Waxton. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, shout, one more shout out to my boy Kofi Kingston. Then at the end of the match, during the gauntlet match, you got the whole SmackDown roster in the back. We ain't seen Nikki Cross in three weeks. No, excuse me, like three months. It's been so long since we've seen Nikki Cross. She back in catering, cheering on Kofi Kingston. Like the whole SmackDown roster is cheering him on right now, as well as all the fans. So they're, they're, they're pushing Kofi subtly. It's real quiet. But it's two weeks till Mania, so like... I guess at some point, yo, just just let us have it. Book the match. Like, it's still up in the air right now. And that's what it feels like. It really feels like at the end of the day, Vince can pull the plug. Like, nah, y'all not getting this. And I don't, like, are they going to try to turn Kofi heel? Like, I don't understand what they're trying to, and they're like, you can just feel it. It's like, it's something you want. Like, my biggest thing was at the end of that match, the New Day come to uh, Kofi's defense 
when Daniel Bryan is just walking the other way. They should have whooped his ass. Exactly. Yo, if this this for the most part, if kayfabe is dead, yo, a heel can uh, not heel uh, a a face can get mad. A face like when um Vince McMahon was trying to get that that dog out of AJ Styles and he smacked the shit out. A heel can get mad, can get abrasive. Like the shit can go down. Yeah. And it's just what we get. It's like, bro. I some of this shit is almost unbelievable. Like yeah. Kofi. If if that's my boy, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fuck Daniel Bryan up. And I say, oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. Like, you're putting a thin line in between being believable. And kayfabe. Exactly. When we all want something. Like, we all want that to be Kofi. We all want Kofi mania. So now you're not even giving. That's the thing. Vinnie Mac ain't even giving us the slightest. Not even like. He's not even allowing us to get out of our frustrations through a character. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, they got to give it to us, right? Because if they, if Vinny decided to pull the plug, that's Vinny Matt, by the way. If if he decided to pull the plug on that match, what do you do for the WWE title at Mania? Like, you have no other storylines in place other than just pissing off the fans. That would be the big reveal. Yeah, I think they're really they're gonna push this to the limit. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get this match up until Mania, and it's not announced until like, Mania. Until Mania, it's pretty much to the point where, like, we're you know you're gonna get it, but at the end, like, you don't got it yet. By the time it's you get it, it's not on the platter yet. It's like when you get it, will it be? It's gonna be a cheap pop too. Like, everybody's going to be hyped that Kofi got his chance. But, like, at that point, you got to give him the belt. Like, they're they're walking on thin ice with that match. Thin ice. Big facts. What's up, Joe? Um, Yeah, bro. That, That Kofi situation got me stressed out to the point where it's just like, just give it to us already. Like, you just dangling in front of our face, pause. But, like, it's... (laughs) Bro... It's Kofi Mania or die. One thing I will say is if and when we get that match at WrestleMania, it'll be good. Anytime I see Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan in the ring, just those two, they they get me invested. Everybody's invested in those two. Yeah. And um, if anybody was watching SmackDown tonight, like I hope most of you guys were, big thing tonight is once again... It's no Oscar. Oscar was that there last week, but let's talk about a shot match that we're gonna get at Mania. We're probably gonna get Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose in a triple threat with Oscar. That's the that is the rumor right now. And I was hyped when the rumor was we were gonna get Lacey Evans against Oscar. I don't watch a lot of NXT, but the NXT that I've seen when Lacey Evans matches, she can put on a really damn good match. Um. And they said the rumor is that if it's not Sonya Deville and uh, Mandy Rose, it's going to be an open challenge. So I'm begging. I'm begging for it to be an open challenge and somebody walks to that Titan trying to got some sort of wrestling skill. Because I just don't know who it would be. I'm begging. It's Lacey Evans' moment. You're Nobody's dr- ready for Oscar. Nobody. And that's once again, like we were just talking about the roster being hurt. 
with Becky and Charlotte being wrapped up in um, the Ronda Rousey feud, there's nobody for her. But in a sense, there is. But these these wrestlers aren't getting promoted. They're getting like on that. They're getting that Kofi treatment. Naomi definitely is getting the Kofi I treatment. Mean, we ain't seen Naomi. I can't even tell you when's the last time. Carmella. The, the Kofi treatment being is they're just getting disrespected for their place in the business. Carmella. The whole women's division on SmackDown has been just thrown to the side unless it's Mandy. And I wouldn't mind seeing Carmella just so I can get her revenge. If you're going to make this match a squash match, allow Carmella to take the ass whooping to get that just do, even though she's a face now for that bullshit that we were put through months ago. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough because me personally, I like my WrestleMania matches to be good. So I, I want to see somebody that's a legitimate threat towards Asuka. What the hell? And there are none. There's no legitimate threats towards Asuka. Yo, whoever writing these comments on this Instagram feed right now, I don't know who the hell you are, Coach. FaceTiming. What you doing? We doing a podcast. Rodomania. You know, you can look us up on YouTube. Rodomania Podcast, as well as all your streaming services. But uh, we're talking that WWE talk. And, um, you know, going back to the women's roster, the only thing that we really got out of that tonight was the tag team champions. Yeah. Other than that, this show, other than that, there ain't even shit to talk about. The Iconics are going to be probably added to that WrestleMania match between Beth Phoenix and Natalya versus the Samoan Slaughterhouse versus the Boston Hug Connection. Um, These aren't the kind of two, two shows you have on the road to WrestleMania, period. Doesn't feel like WrestleMania season. And it really makes you just think, like, is this WrestleMania going to be a bust? Like, are you going to be satisfied with the eight-hour show with only three good matches? Like, I'm not with it. It's, I mean, I'm looking forward to a few of them. I'm not going to lie, but... Make three of them. More or less. But if you're talking about an eight-hour show, there's going to be a lot more filler than there is going to be bangers. You know, you got your AJ Styles, Randy Orton. To me, that's probably going to be the match of the night. You know, the women's triple threat. I'm invested in Brock and Seth. I'm I want not. I want to see Roman and Drew. I don't. Who else we got? That's good. Man, I, I, mean, I want to see a, whatever Ricochet is doing. If we get a Hardy Boys. Um, Hardy Boys Usos is rumored. But they, they didn't even, even tease that. That's going to be just added. There's gonna be, they said, sixteen matches to this, to this card. It's rumored, and half of them aren't even announced yet. Half of them aren't even teased. It's two weeks till Mania. Shane and Miz. I mean, Shane. Yeah, Shane and Miz. SmackDown and Raw are gonna be full of promos these next couple of weeks, and they still gotta fit in promos to fix, to keep all these other beefs going on. You know what it is? It's the the major programs are their only focus. So everything else is kind of left in the back burner. If they could the, the take the US championship got announced tonight. Dumb. Bro, think about this. You you know how excited everybody is for the takeover coming. 
they might as well just take the best five, six matches they got from SmackDown and Raw and just add the NXT shit. If you're going to fill an eight-hour card. Yeah. Instead of doing two shows. That's what I was saying. Do like a blended pay-per-view. NXT and the main Raw And it's funny because even um, JD from NY was talking about the Wrestle Kingdom. Their show was going to be real long too, but they broke it into two days. Yeah. That will make more sense, bro. An eight-hour show is going to be drawing, especially because I'd be invested if I knew that the shows were going to be bangers, given the matches. But the fact that we haven't even got banger uh, Raws and SmackDowns just means I'm not too too intrigued to watch the first four hours of, Raw, uh, of WrestleMania this year. Yeah. I mean, WrestleMania was seven, seven and a half hours last year, and it was a good show. Bro, eight hours. Shout out to Joe. Yeah, eight hours. At least eight hours. At yeah. least. And that, I don't even think that's counting the pre-show. Oh, no. Nah, that'll be pre-show included. Because the pre-show will probably start at like four. And then the show will go on to like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. So, it, it'll, be a, it'll be a lot of WWE programming. Make sure you got all your cold beverages, all your, your bottles, pizzas, cheesesteaks, wings. All that good stuff because uh, it's going to be long as shit. Big facts. But, like I said, there wasn't too much to debate on this show today because there isn't too much going on in them shows this week. Um, and We can't even bring no crazy takes just because it's so flat out in your face in front of the table. So, I think that's it. I think it's time to sign off. Yeah, only thing we didn't hit is Ronda Rousey. And, uh, it's the same shit. Same shit. You know, Becky Just her Lynch husband and Charlotte, in the mix. They, they're still pushing that program heavy. And uh, that's about it. So it's your man, Top T, live from the top rope, live from the Instagram live. It's your boy, N.O. Baby, Rotomania Podcast. Follow us, RD2Mania, on the gram and uh, YouTube and all that good stuff. Rotomania Podcast. We signing out. Peace. Peace. This will be on all the streaming feeds as soon as tomorrow night. Thank you. God bless your heart. Peace.